You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom, this is a hespid, a mispadmar for our Rebbe, Rav Klimnus Kalman ben Rav Yisrael Weinreb, Zechad Tzadik Livrocha. This is a hespid of Talmidim, Talmidim from the first Shura. Rebbe became uh, a Magid Shir. We didn't know how young he was, but he was, at that time, I believe, uh, when I had him as a Rebbe, I think he was t- perhaps, I don't know if he was 27 yet, maybe 26. I was 1974, 75, which was the third year. But we have Talmidim from the very first year when Rebbe was just 25 years old. And of course, uh, to us, he was Meshich Lamala. Um, and we have his Talmidim from this Tkufa here um, to to give Divrei Zikoroin, Divrei Hesped, and Arocha. Uh, it was, it's been mentioned many times, Rebbe's uh, connection to Masechtas Brochos, it was just not a connection. It was an Elam Habedik Masechta, not just for him, but he made it the Elam Haba Masechta for so many. You know, just to mention the Gemara and Brochos on Dafheyo Mebez that I was thinking about this morning, when Rebbe Lezer was Cholash and his Rebbe, Rabbi Yechenin came. Uh, everyone here knows that Rabbi Lozer ben Padas started off as a student from Rabbi Yechenin. And then uh, Rabbi Yechenin became not only his Rebbe, but his partner. Uh, really uh, a darga that I think uh, uh, that Rabbi had, uh, that Rabbi Weinreb had with, with the great Rabbi Yechenin, that he was Maimid Talmidim. He knew how to choose them out, whether it was Rishulokish, uh as the uh as as the uh the bandit uh with with the Kishroinus, whether it was Rebelozel, uh Rebbe knew how to choose them. And when Rebelozer was sick, Rabbi Yechanan went to go see him. And the Gemara speaks about the, the great light of Rabbi Yechanan's arms that was able to create light everywhere, which again is very similar to when Rebbe came into a room wherever he was, it was it was Haoris, it was Haoris. And the Rebbe Lozer was crying. His Talmud, who had become a Talmud Chover, was crying. And uh, Rabbi Yechonin asked him, Michael Bochis, <laughs> you didn't learn enough? You think that you didn't, you weren't Zeichah because you're sick and you can't learn as much Torah? And then Rabbi Yechonin said, and I heard this, of course, in the Hespedim from Rebbe as well, that's that whatever you do, you have to be the Ebed Hashem and do what the Rabbi Nishom wants. And, um, and Rabbi Yechen and Rabbi Lozer said, I'm not crying about that. I'm crying. I'm talking about this, the beauty. And of course, it wasn't just Rabbi Yechen's physical beauty. It was the radiance, the power of his personality, the beauty of, of his ideas. And he said, that is not going to be forever. That's what I'm crying about. When we recognize our mortality, we see the mortality around us and how transient all life is, but especially when it's being given over by these vehicles of Torah, like Rabbi Yechen and like Rav Kalman Weinreb's Sechot Tzadik Levrocho. And 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 Rabbi Yechonin says that's good. That's what to cry about. We all need to cry about it. Then Rabbi Yechonin said, Yisurin. And again, we heard in the in Hespedim that we all watched on the on the on the Ner Yisrael website how Rabbi was Makabu Yisurin. How Rebbe understood what Yisurin were about, and Rabbi Yechonin taught us that in Brochus over and over again. He asked all his Talmidim to understand it. Um, Teisva says there in Brochus that Tzadikim Atzmam Pomim Unim Yisurin. Sometimes even a Tzadik we can't understand why, and that of course that is something that I think that um, as, as as Rebbe was Makabel those Yisurin. And again, the Gemara and Brochus, right in the beginning, I think, in so many pages, Rebbe lived it, and we saw Rebbe, when we see these Gemaras, we can't forget them, and we can't forget the tour that Rebbe has for us. Um, I, I want to start today uh, with my good friend, my Chavrusa, that the Rebbe put us together. Uh, it was an incredible Shidduch. Uh, it didn't last for that long, because I, I, I left Rebbe Shir in, in a couple months later, but my Chavrusa who I had to learn how to speak Ivrit a little bit, and he had to learn how to speak English. He is now one of the Rabbonim, I'm for some of Eretz Yisrael. Rebbe, I know, had a tremendous chavivas for him. Rav Stav, the Rav of Shoham, 
the Yoshev Roish of the Irgun Sohar. He's on his way. He's driving on his way to a chasana. Rebbe, I know, is so proud of him, the, the accomplishments that Rav David Stav has done. Rav David, if you would please share us Divrei Hespin and Harocha for Rav Kav. I'm not driving because it's dangerous to drive and to be in Zoom. A friend of mine is driving and I have the opportunity to share with you a few thoughts about my really beloved and admired uh, Rebbe, Rav Kalman Weinberg. A few years ago, I was asked in an interview in an Israeli paper, who is the, in Erev Shavuos, they interviewed me and a few other rabbis, who are the rabbis that made the biggest influence on me? And I mentioned the name of Rabbi Weinrub, which almost nobody knew who he is in Israel. And since then, so many people, Americans basically, that arrived to Israel and that heard about that, and asked me, what, what did you, how did you get to be in contact with this uh, rabbi? How did you know him? Nobody heard his name before. And I want you to know that uh, for me, Rabbi Weinrub was a symbol of Torah, a symbol of passion in Torah, and I will refer to this in a minute, but he had a tremendous scale to take others and to join him with the same passion, with the same desire to Torah. And uh, Rav Kivilevich mentioned Masech Tabrochas, when I learned with him, it was Masechet Brochas, Masechet Tanis, and Masechet Chagiga, just last week, I mentioned, I did, before I knew that he passed away, I mentioned uh, in my home questions that he asked us in the Bechina towards the end of the year. And who could, and uh, he had a constant um, form of questions. And I will never forget the question, how many times and in what occasion is the name Plimo? mentioned in Masechta Baruches. He demanded from us not only to understand, but to remember even names, even details. And he said, it's possible. You can achieve it. You can accomplish it. And to hear Rabbi Weinreb Shmuzen. And I remember myself, I was later on in Madrid in Bnei Akiva, quoting from one year the Shmuzen that Rav Kalman used to give. I learned from him how to open a, a, a shear with a question that concerns you, that bothers you. Don't give up. Don't uh, just say, well, that's the way it's done. Ask the question. Don't be afraid to ask the question. Because only if you are asking, you will be able to get an answer. But if you just take it for granted or you say to yourself, well, if I don't understand, it's just... A lack of my understanding, and you should not ask. Whoever is shy and will never learn, will never understand. I want to share with you an anecdote. I don't know uh, what's the climate today in Israel, but in my time, there were the different types of uh, kipot in Israel. And there was once a rabbi that spoke in the yeshiva against uh, those who were uh, needed yamukas because they, he said the rachamaim escapes through the holes of the of the yamukas and i came over to rav kalman i will never forget that and i asked him how should i refer to such um, um, to, to such a, a shmuz should i should I change my yarmulke because that's what he said, despite the fact that I want to wear this yarmulke? And I remember his response. I remember his smile, his face lightening and says to me, Dovi, you know that it's nonsense. That's the way he spoke, but you don't change nothing. Continue to, to be what you are and continue to strike and continue to study and continue to learn. Don't don't pay attention to things that the, the ones who say them don't could not stand behind them if if they would know who you are or others if they would know others don't listen to this kind of 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 words these kinds of uh, of ideas i remember him he was so passionate and he, he loved our class he loved our shir and um, 
I'll never forget him inviting us to his home. And usually, I mean, rabbis invite you, they serve cake, they serve, you know, um, juice or Coke or whatever. Um, he was so passionate and he showed us pictures from his wedding. And then he said to us, oh, I would love you to participate in our wedding. It's, it's, it, I'm so, I'm so sorry you were not there because you could have been, you could dance with, with us, with, with me and in, in my simcha, in my celebration. I mean, a rabbi that feels so deeply connected to his students. And whenever he read a Gemara, it was with such a passion. He was so eager and you couldn't ignore it. You couldn't just stay um, neutral. You had to, either you were a part of this or you you felt that you are not in the party. The, the, the Shia was a kind of a, of a party that whoever who wanted to take place was invited to be there. And you felt that it's mamish divrei elokim chaim. It's not something that you read rabbis from two thousand years ago, but you really read a gemara that is teaching us our lifestyles. Is 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 relevant to us not only because of emunas chachamim that we know that every word is holy and every word is a part of Torah Shabbat, but every everything that he said was filled was full with such. It lahavut with such passion that you you couldn't uh, you couldn't stay aside. One day, and that's my final word. I I, I appreciate what he has contributed to to uh, to me. One day, a few students came to us and said, "You know, we don't know nothing about the history of the of the Jewish people, of the rabbis, of Rishonim, of Achonim." So uh, he said to me, David, maybe you give the people, give the students a sheer, a weekly sheer in history, in Jewish history. The Rambam, Rabbi Yudale, said to him, do you want, do you really want me to talk about uh, Jewish history and w- to arrive to uh, to our generation without? And so, of course, I want you to. I think everybody should know. The history of the Rambam, the history of the Rishonim of Goinim, because usually we mix them, we confuse. People do not know who is a Rishon, who is an Achon, who could ask a question or other to put them in order. And I, he gave me such confidence in the. Uh, I was fourteen years Wait, old. Rabdavid, what, he, you gave the Shir of David for the rest of the rest of the Shir. You told them who everybody was. <laughs> here. Right. He made and, he, and made, that, he made you a rabbi. Actually, uh, no, no doubt. And that and that's 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 he, he had so much faith in people and so much confidence in people, and he gave them self confidence to continue to move on forward. Few years ago, I I came to Baltimore with my wife. I said to her. I was invited to a conference there. So I said to her, look, I cannot come to Baltimore without seeing my Rebbe. That's, um, that's, um, it's been years I haven't seen him. And we came, he was Mechabalas with such warmth as, as we were when, when it was 50 years ago. Chabal al davdim velo mishtakhim min ha-shamayim tenuchamu ha-makom yinachem et ha-mishpacha uh, the members of Rav Kalman's first shear, um, there's going to be two of them. I know there was a shear in 1969, but I'm not sure exactly what the mahalach of it was when Rebbe was a was a uh, was a bocher. But after his chasana, that first shear, that tavshin uh, lamid bays. Uh, uh, I guess it was Tavshin Lamed Aleph at the end of Tavshin Lamed Aleph, but it was 1972, September 72, 73. We have two illustrious members of this of that shir who have become Rabbonim and Marbitzei Teira, very well known throughout uh, the Teira world here in North America and beyond. Uh, I, 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 because he asked to go first uh, before his very close friend, we're going to start with uh, uh, Rav Moshe Zwicka, who has Divrei Zikorin, and uh, of Rebbe, Rav Moshe, please. To um, 
to be masped anyone is a difficult task. To be masped a Rebbe is extremely difficult. I feel, though, that I'm a Balchayf. I'm really eternally grateful for everything that Rebbe or Kalman did for me. And we know that a Balchayf pays with Bainanis. And I'm hoping that at least the few words that I'll say will equal Bainanis. The this week's parsha Nitzavim, in Shvi, the pasuk starts Rei Nasati Lufanecha Hayoy Mesachayim Vesatoyv Vesamaves Vesara Chayim Toyv one one category Maves and Ra the other category. A couple of psukim later, when the parsha is finishing. The Pasik says, Haidaisi Bachem Hayoim as a Shemaim Vazarts, Hachaim Bahamavis. The Parsha finishes off calling it Hachaim, not Hatoif. Nasati the Fanecha Habracha Vakala Ubacharta Bachaim. Rabbeinu Yaina points out Ubacharta Bachaim is a mitzvah saseh. That's the Pshadi's. Obviously, there's a difference between toiv and chayim. Toiv is that we know this is what we have to do. You have to get up in the morning. You have to go to shul. You have to learn. Kriyashma. We have to do our mitzvahs of the, of the day, whether it's now going to be in the season of Yantiv, Shaifer, Sukkah. That's toiv. And if we don't do it, it's ra. But then there's the madrega called the vacharta bachayim. Chaim is that the pshat is it's mamish the kishkis, it's the way you see it. Mamish, there's nothing else. That means when I'm tired, I don't have a teretz. It's mamish my life. And if I would say one of the things that every masbid, every person you speak to, and you speak about Reb Kalman, you'll see it's bacharta bachayim. It's the pshat. It was mamish his life when he davened. He dabbed with a coal. When he said a shmooz, he gave it his whole his whole zich, a gans, a gans kite. When he said a shear, it was so well prepared. He came in in our day. We're talking about Babasra, Brachas, we'll talk about in a second. He came in always with a card that was stuffed into the binding of the Gemara with which we shine him, which Achreinim he's going to speak, where he's going to speak, how he's going to say it. Exactly, always prepared. But the pshat is the pasuk finishes when you see such a person of a chart of The pasuk says the mantich If it's bachart of then it becomes later tichya We're not even saying zarecha that it means your biological children. The Baruch Hashem, a beautiful mishpacha, but we're talking zarecha. Pasha the Talmidim the Banim. And we're talking of a person that was Zaycha to be Marbit's Tyro for 50 years. You're talking about Talmidim's Talmidim. That's because Bacharta Bachayim, therefore they Pasha, he saw the Mantichia Atta Bizarecha. Zaycha to be Marbit's Tyro 50 years. You know that everybody knows that 50 years is Yoival. And Yoival, the Bashar is, you go free. So he's left this world, the Abdus of this world, but to be Mamish now in Ebed, Bevez Hashem. We said a moment ago that we learned Baba Basra that year. And the Gemara of Hashutfim, we learned Hashutfim, and then we learned part of Chesabatim, and then part of Yeshnoichlim. But in Ashutfim, the Gemara tells us, Amr of Nachmar Yitzchak, Elu, the Pasuk, the Gemara has a Shiloh, what's the Pshat in the Pasuk? My Ezba Bahakitz Bunasecha. So Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak says, Elu Tamidu Chacham Shemenadim Shinome Neem Boilam Azeh, Bakarish Barchum Azbiyunos Mezin Hashino Lailam Abba. It refers to Tamidu Chachamim that push away the Shino and they, and from their eyes in this world. And memela, there's zaycha to elam haba. 
Maral teaches the pshat and the Gemara is that when a person is sinking, sleeping, that the pshat is he only has his physical body. He has no shaykhs to any ruchnias. You're pushing away your sleep. You want to, when you want to be awake, that means you still want to have an attachment to ruchnias. So the pshat is then, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you the schar, where you're only going to have more ruchnias. If Kalman taught this pashat by example, we knew he was a masmid. He always, he could be Ramis. I was up late preparing, learning. Hasmada that he was menadid shidameina. He would point to us as we all know that we learn brachas. So what do you, there are gemaras that highlighted how that year you have the gemara on davav minayin shafilo echad isik b'tayr shishchino imayim. Many times we know Yechavrusa doesn't show up to Seder. So you start walking around and schmoozing. You could give you, walk by, just say, so you remember the Gemara, you know, you can still sit down and learn yourself. You can go ahead, and the Gemara and Yedzayin Tachlis Chachma Tshuva Ma'isim Toivim, that the Pshat of Chachma of Taira at the end is to go ahead and make a person do Tshuva Ma'isim Toivim. In our year, as we know, we were the first, as Rav Tali will say also, that we were the first year that he brought the whole Bekiyas program into the Machina, and at that time he didn't have it arise the whole program, exactly how much to learn every single day. So we continued the ninth parak after Myriv on Thursday nights in our Shia room so that we'd be able to finish the Mesechta. And it was the first year that there was a Bechina on the Mesechta, and that year Shavuos fell Tuesday night, Wednesday night. So Eis Yantif was Thursday night. So at that time, there was a big minig in yeshiva, I don't know what it is today, that people stayed up both nights in yeshiva. So Tuesday night, the chabur uh, of guys, chazid, 20-something blot, right, of part of the Masech de Brachas, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and we stayed up Thursday night as well. And we walked into morning seder a little bit late. I see Naftali smiling. So there were certain members of the Anhala that weren't so happy with that. And they told us, Mamach the Nacht and Tug and the Tug and Sanacht. It's Oilam Hafuch. You're going ahead and changing the whole world. You're staying up by day by night and, and sleeping by day. Sleeping by day. It was 10 o'clock. It wasn't so sleeping by day. But that's what he felt. Now, of Kalman, of course, being the part of the Anhala, you know, can't go against the other members. But inside, you could see that his be'etzim was happy. These were his tamidim, the chazid, the whole mesechta, in three nights. It was mekayim, the gemara that we just said, minadin shinim, e'nehem. And he had nachas. Okay, later on, by the end of morning, seder, on halal, calmed down, and we got out. It was the same year, Nebuch, that the yeshiva suffered one of the tremendous loss. But Basra was the year that Rav David was Nifter. Rav David Krunglas, I don't know how many people on this podcast know that Rav David was the Mashkiach of the Yeshiva, the Veltz Talmud Chacham. You see now the Shiurim came out from Rav David on the Yeshiva Mesechtas and the, the Mashkiach, Mamish. So we were holding on Daphne Gimel at that time. So the, he was Nifter, Matsuri Shabbos on Sunday, Levi was Sunday. So the four days, like of Shiva, every day he tried to speak out, Epis Akasha, and that big Taisus, Akasha, Ha'ara from Rav David, so we would understand what the loss was that he was a person that had Shtei Shulchanas, the year of Shemayim and the Tamad Chachav, just to give us a hergish of what, what it is. You saw how the Rashiva feared the whole Levaya and the whole Matzav and the Yeshiva at that time. But we were just 10th graders, so we were like removed. So he wanted us to give us a hergish what it is to lose a gadol. 
we stand now a short time before Rosh Hashanah and one of the Svarim that he shared with us, if anybody knows the Sefer, I don't know how popular it is today, but the Sefer, you say, if you open up the Sefer, it's, it tells you what's going on on Rosh Hashanah. It tells you the tights of Tfilas, what a person has to understand when he's standing before Rosh Hashanah. So he gave us a flavor. It was right. We had one Rosh Hashanah as ninth graders, and more and more you're older, so you have to understand what's going on in Rosh Hashanah. So he spent a little bit of time here and there pulling out pieces from this Sefer Yisaid Vishayrish Ravida. I also ate by him one time uh, a year on the second night of Rosh Hashanah. And so he asked me the second night of Rosh Hashanah, do you know really the difference between the first day Rosh Hashanah and the second day Rosh Hashanah? So what was I supposed to answer? So I was quiet. So he told me that the difference to Balei Musa speak, I remember the Lev or Mithav speaks out that the difference between the first day Rosh Hashanah and the second day Rosh Hashanah is the din of the first day a person has a din about himself. On the second day Rosh Hashanah, it's that Rabim Srichem Loi. And he spoke to me the meal that you can't just do things for yourself and learn for yourself. You have to be a din of Madrego, try to do something for Yenem. And as you, Rabbi Abremel, just spoke, said before, we know that Rabbi Kalman was young when he became a Rebbe. But perhaps his Olympia was talking a little bit about himself. Rabbim Srichem Loi. He looked at it, my years in Kyle, maybe today it wouldn't be done, what he will know. But he gave up of himself. Rabbim Srichem Loi. And that's how he was really talking maybe a little bit about himself, that he gave up from his own learning, Abi, to be Marvitz, to be Mashpia, on us. I just want to, I got a phone call, Mamish, two days ago from a friend, and he told me that if somebody else went over to him and told him, you know that I'm a Talmud of Ner Yisrael, and when I came to Yeshiva, I made up that I didn't want the hashpa of the Yeshiva really to change me. That's what the guys told him. But what could I do? I had Rav Kalman as a Rebbe. And today, he calls himself that he's a lawyer, he's a Bentaira. He said, I married somebody different than I would have imagined. I brought, bring up my family different. And my whole Ashkafa is obviously different, all because of Rav Kalman. Ubacharta Bachayim. And I believe that's the aside. Thank you so much for Rav Moshe. Um, uh, Rav Moshe mentioned his good chaver, uh, who I haven't seen in a long time, but of course was also from the Atzilim of that of that class, and was zochet to have a relationship with Rav Kalman even beyond uh, his shear, but even uh, for years later, Rav Naftali Bernstein, the Rav of the Young Israel. Of Greater Cleveland, I really enjoyed your uh, your words. A very beautiful uh, remark to Vespadim. Yes, we were in the same Bakiyah year. Just going back for a second, um, a couple of years before there was a famous a Rebbe in there in, 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 in Ari's show. His name was Rabram Safransky, who died a young man. Matter of fact, there was a little kuntras that came out there on time called Zechel Avram. That little shtiklach of Torah in it for a bunch of years, and um, Kalman took over as a bacher. They needed someone to fill the mimamalamakam. He was just a, such a success that the understanding was at some point when he would be a younger man, that he would be the perfect candidate. A couple of years later, when we were in 10th grade, Baba Basra is when they needed another Rebbe. I think Rabbi Weisberg gave the share when we were in ninth grade, but then he was pulling another role. So they now needed someone to take that position. So they decided to experiment that year, this idea of Bikias. And I was in Rabbi Glazer's share, had a wonderful share with Rabbi Glazer. And what they decided to do was that they were going to split it up. So Rabbi Rav Kalman gave Bikias every morning at 9.30, whenever morning's at 9.20, 9.30, and Rabbi Glazer gave Navi at 10 to 1, or whenever one after lunch was. Now, as to me, it didn't seem like it was such a bad thing. We had a great year with Rav Kalman, and Rav Glazer, it was a little harder teaching Navi to both classes, I think, than learning Bikias of both classes. Navi's a harder topic to teach, 
but it went for the year. And as Moshe mentioned, we ended up learning the ninth parak of Brachas after, after Marev, after Marev on Thursday nights until we finished up. But he really created, he set the tone, Rav Kalman set the tone of learning the Kiyas. And after that, they started adding in other Mesechtas. And we sell to people, you go, Bacher goes to the Mechin of Neri Yisrael. By the time he finishes, aside from the fact that they often finish the whole Mesechta, but they learn over the course of four years. I think in 10th grade, it's been Brachas, that's been uh, Kavua. 11th grade, I think they do Sukkah. And if you're in Rabbi Salb, sure, you do Makas as well. 12th grade, I don't know, for a while in our day, it was Beah. I think some years they might have done myself. Ninth grade did the, the Tainus, Rosh Hashanah, depending which year you're in. By the time a Bacher finishes Mechina, in four years of Mechina, outside of even learning the Yeshiva Shemesechta, he has in his pocket a couple of Mesechta's Stark. And in 10th grade, the way we learned Mesechta's Brachas and the Chazara, and even today now, they have a tremendous, beautiful Mesiba. They always send us alumni, the videos of it, of where the Talmidim are, uh, have sit and learn Mamash the last week before the Hasmada. Uh, they, some story of some Rosh Hashiva came to visit near Yisrael, couldn't get over the Hasmana a day or two before the end of the Zman. Where would you imagine before the end of the Zman, boys looking forward to going home to camp and everything. But the Hasmana was unbelievable because they were taking these Bechinis, which really set the tone. The Rashivas Zechot who was so much into learning Bekiyas, much that had such Nachas Ruach and Shamayim, seeing A, the Hasmana, and B, the way we were literally kind of Mesechtas by learning these Mesechtas that way. So that was Mesechtas Brachas, and we learned it, as was mentioned, he came in every day with excitement, enthusiasm, taught us the Masechta, and it was a wonderful experience. I was Zaycha, and I'm not sure, I'm trying, I was thinking the last week why, but I was Zaycha that we he had a Seder, we learned night Seder together for a couple of years. We learned Masechta Sanhedrin. I don't remember if I had the chutzpah to ask him, or maybe he asked me. I was in, I was a Yosem that year. Maybe he had an extra Rachman or something. I'm not sure how it developed, but uh, we learned Masechta Sanhedrin, and we used to learn even in the Mechina Beis Medrash, or sometimes in the block room, wherever that problem was in the back of the side. I, can't remember, I was trying to picture where that was, maybe sometimes even in this house. But it kept, it made a relationship which lasted us for many, many years. I was like to be very often uh, by, their, by the Mishbach, Weimar Mishbach for Shabbat Sudu. It was a beautiful experience and always kept a Kesha with him through that very special, A, being in his year and also being, having the opportunity to be a Chabrusa. And I must say, as someone who, doesn't visit as often as he used to, but I used to go back to visit yeshiva. It was always a, a popular stop for me to stop off in the Mechina Beis Medrash and to go say hello. And Rav Kalman always was very warm and would, uh, you know, ask me what I'm doing, what I'm up, up to and all that. And uh, I even remember this year is very appropriate. I'm sure many remember it was mentioned at the Levaya as well in the Hespedim that Rav Kalman had a very special shmooze he gave uh, based on when Rosh Hashanah Shechal B'Shabbos and Minchas Ani talks about the special uniqueness of a year that Rosh Hashanah falls in Shabbos, it could be a great year, or Rahman al-Assan, not such a good year because of the, not having the Swiss of Shoifer. Matter of fact, I was trying to look through my notes the other day to see if I could find the schmooze because I thought it'd be a perfect opportunity to use it this year in Shul. A, because it's topical, which I think I once said it before, but also the Zechon Deshmoso because of the tremendous Roshim that he made on us. And there were times that sometimes when I needed a good machshava, and I would call him, even though normally Rabbanim like to call Rabbanim, but sometimes I actually would call him up and ask him if he had something really good to say on a special, whether it was a yontif or some other occasion, and he always had something great and powerful to share with me. But I want to mention for a few moments, I think another important Nakuda, and this was mentioned throughout, particularly by the Hesbedim, by the Levaya, that role he played as a Rebbe. But it was a Rebbe not only for us, as was mentioned before, when we were in his shear, but it was a role he played as a Rebbe when we left and the role he taught us. One of my frustrations that I've often uh, mentioned here, both in my shul and outside here, me fetch about it every once in a while, is the Mishnah in Pirkei that says, Aseh the importance of having a Rebbe. Now, when we had it this year, we had a Rebbe. So this one's closer to this Rebbe, this one's closer to that Rebbe, this one had a Shaykh of the Yeshiva or Weimar, whatever it was. But when we leave Yeshiva many years later, we go and we, we lose that Kesher. And I find that I learned that lesson. I was still calling for, still for this year, as I still call some Rebbeim, I've called Rav Kalman, Zechot a few times, different Rebbeim over the years. And sometimes I'm on Balabatim, especially Balabatim, who went through the yeshiva system. I remember during COVID, where there were issues that came up and we were having debates. And I said to a couple of the Chashib of Balabatim, I said, do you think maybe you should call your Rebbe and ask him what he thinks? And they looked at me like I was from outer space. My Rebbe, I haven't been in this year in 15 years. Well, I haven't been in this year for 35 years. I still feel a need to call a Rebbe before Yontif and say good Yontif, a good Gavench DR and get a bracha from the Rebbe. Why don't you? 
Kalman was the one who made it much easier for that because the message of Asela Harav, he still held a Kesher, was, as was mentioned. You felt a connection. He, he know that he cared about you. You called him up for a vort. He told you a vort. He asked you how, how your mishpacha was doing. You felt, even though, and not only that, a lot of times I hear boys will tell me, well, I was in a Rebbe year. I had a good relationship with my Rebbe, but then you know, I moved on the next year or two. I'm busy. My Rebbe's busy with his Talmidim. But Kalman always seemed to find in his mind, he was able, and his heart, that he still had a tremendous Kesher. I was as mentioned by the Masvidim at the Levaya as well. He was able to keep on that Kesher, that feel, that sense of love and that sense of respect that he had for his Talmidim. And as was mentioned, that how he he was the one who set the tone in terms of person feeling that he wants to be a Ventura, to be a Yari Shamayim, because he did that in his his whole attitude. He was so powerful. He wasn't quiet. He was engaging. And that was something which was such a special Nakuda about him. And I was thinking on that level, we talk about the concept of a Selah Harab, a message that maybe you could say that he taught us. You know, there's a famous word they say from Rosh Hashim Pinkas, Rosh Hashim Pinkas, um, said over a word, he said, why is it that when it comes to Birchas HaTar, we make two brachas or three brachas? You make a bracha in Lulav leave the Shechiyonu out, make a Shechiyonu the first time you do a mitzvah. Make a bracha when you put on your tefillin. Okay, there we have two different mitzvahs. You make a woman makes a bracha when she benches licht. Right? Why do we have two brachas? Why do we have bracha on the Alasuk B'divrei Teren, and Asher B'charbanim? The only other time it seems we have that is by bris mila. Make a bracha on the mila and a bracha that the father makes as well. So there we say because the Rashiva Sasal used to always say there's a mitzvah, the Maisa Mila, and the mitzvah being Gemalt, being also second, the second Indian also used to talk about. And that's a part of being connection to the covenant of Akadosh Baruch Hu. But Shimshim Piko says because there's two aspects to the mitzvah. There is the Chepzah of learning. On Shavuos, we sit down, we open up our Gemara, we open up our Mishnah we open up our Chumash, whatever we're learning, and we're, we're learning the Chepzah. And then there's the Asher Bacharbanim Mikola Amim and Asalas the fact that we create a tremendous Kesher to Akadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why there's two Yom Tovim of, of, of Torah. There's the Yom Tov of Shavuos and there's the Yom Tov of Simchas Torah. We have two Yom Tovim bringing in that Nakuda. One is the, the Yom Tov where we sit and we learn and we also were Mesameach and the Yom Tov Simchas Torah when we should learn too. But it's the Yom Tov to recognize that special Kesher that we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Chaya Olam Notav And that's something that you really saw and Rav Kalman lived. He taught it to us in his giving a shear, it was, as was mentioned, as Ramesh mentioned, his shear with fire and brimstone, how he came so well prepared. Everything was just, Doc, he knew exactly what he wanted to say it, how he wanted to say it. And Rakuk mentioned it in his Hespit also, at the Leviah, how he would, so and making sure how to give it over so beautifully and so powerfully. That was a message. But he also taught us that Kesher, that look what we are, look who we can become. We come B'nai Torah, we leave Yeshiva, not everybody leaves Yeshiva learning that, the amount of hours a day that we should, but that we should make your life around your learning. Even if we can't learn, I always like to tell my Balabatim, a rabbi also has a chiyab kviyasitim l'tayra. Sometimes we have a hard time finding the time to learn. We have to push ourselves. But that's something he taught us. He taught us because he lived it. He breathed it. You felt it. You felt it in him. You felt it. Not when you were in the shir, you went back to hear his shmuzim. His shmuzim were so powerful. He gave such gavaldik shmuzim. And that's why it was Kedai to call back and get an insight of Vorta Ha'ara. That was really, that was really something that he taught us. So I think a legacy of Rav Kalman is the Kesher that he kept with his Talmidim, that Asela Harav, that Nakuda, which remained, which remained to the end. I, I, we were saying Tilim for Rav Kalman the last few weeks, and I, I feel like I'm guilty that I didn't pick up the phone and call, but I figured his Rebetzin probably is getting a, lots of phone calls of what's going on in the last few weeks, but we were davening for him every day because we got the emails and we were keeping up with what was going on. And then it was obviously a shock when it happened, but we felt that he kept the Kesher. He taught us that the relationship with the Rebbe and the Talmud doesn't end the day you walk off Yeshiva, the day you leave the dorm, the day you leave Yeshiva Lane and you move on to your your world, whether it's the world of Rabbanus, whether it's the world of Chinuch, whether it's the other profession, that you always keep a Kesher with your Rebbe. It was such an important lesson. I'd like to end with the words. Uh, I still remember this. Uh, first of all, we know the famous Gemara and Brachas. How can we not quote a Gemara and Brachas? The end of Brachas, the Gemara says, mm-hmm. And that was really the Shlemus, because we say Bishalom, because Bishalom means Shlemus, and Gemara brings a Raya. Then we talk about saying goodbye. You say, And I still remember the year that we were in Rav Kalman Shir by Rav David's Levaya, Rav Kleski, Sal spoke, and he said at the end also, he said, 
David term he used Lech B'Shalom, Lech B'Shalom. That's how Rokhlevsky ended his Hesper for Rav David. I'd like to end, end my, my brief remarks by saying, uh, Rebbe Rav Kalman, who was our Rebbe, Lech B'Shalom, Lech B'Shalom, you have Shlemus, you were a Shalem, you were a Shalem as a young man in your 20s, giving a shear, you were a Shalem in the 30s, in the 40s, in the 50s, 60s, you were Zoycha to be a Rebbe for 50 years. We had him, Moshe and I had him 50 years ago as a Rebbe. You did it, you were Mamash, we were thousands of, over at least over a thousand Talmidim, and that you take that to the to the Olam HaMS, and it's, you should be a Melitza for your wonderful Mishpacha, for your, your Rebetzin, your children, your grandchildren, for all your Talmidim, for the Yeshiva, for Klal Yisrael. You'll go to the Kisi HaKavid, and you can tell the Rabbanu Shalom, look at all the schusim that uh, you brought to us. Look at how many Talmidim, because of you, became B'nai Torah, became Yuri Shemayim, because of the Hashba that you had that didn't last to the day they left Yeshiva, but kept on. One of the simonim of how close uh, Rav Kalman was to all his Talmidim, even from 40, 50 years ago, was the reluctance many of them had to be mishtatif here because they were still wallowing in pain. It was so, the 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 petza was so raw for them. Um, I had to work very hard uh, to uh, encourage uh, my uh, person who I respect so much, Ravelli Samber, who is the head of school of Ari Crown, one of the most the most premier uh, ulfana for for children in in the United States, um, and the Talmud of Rav Kalman, uh, a part of the uh, to to speak, Ravelli. Thank you so much for for being willing to speak and say Debrezi Karan and Hesped. Message that. My Rebbe, Zichon Alebracha, had passed away. I was minutes from walking into a shir uh, to give uh, a shir that I give Thursday nights to um, alumni and uh, alumni girls, girls who were post-seminary. And I was parked in front of the house that I was supposed to go into, and I, I was crying. I was crying so hard that I just could not imagine that I could go in and deliver that, deliver that shear. Um, I called my wife and I, I asked her what I should do, and she wisely said, "Let these girls see what a Rebbe Talmud relationship is." Not often that a girl has an opportunity to see that. Um, so I went in and I I started and I burst out crying and and. Of course, the girls cried because girls cried everything. But but um, it was a very raw moment, and I left the, I left that evening and, and thinking to myself, it's forty one years that I've been connected to this to this incredible incredible person, um, and Baruch Hashem that I was able to have a Rebbe in my life that I would cry over at his patira. And as Naftali was just said, as he was just alluding to, it's rare. It's rare that people have that in their lives beyond their teenage years. And I was just thinking, what was it about my Rebbe, that accomplished that for me? And so much of what's been said today and, and where the the Hespedim that were said on the on uh, at, at Yisrael touched on so many things that uh, it, it, I don't want to be redundant in, in, in aspects of the of, of what of Kalman Zechatzadik was. Um, but I I just want to present it from the standpoint of when I showed up to, to Yisrael in 1983, I came for 11th grade. Um, I was coming from from Skokie Yeshiva. Having been uh, in Skokie for ninth and tenth grade, switched Neishal for eleventh grade, without a bechina, without a faher. Tenler Zechatzal took one look at me and said, "You're coming from Skokie Shiva for Shtetzah. You're not going to go into eleventh grade. You'll go into tenth grade, which was the biggest gift that he could give me. He put me in Rav Kalman's chair, and up until that point, a Rebbe meant one thing to me, and I was generally the type of type of boy that I like my Rebbe, some more, some less, but a Rebbe was somebody who taught you, taught you Torah, taught you Chomish, taught you Gemara, taught you Navi, 
You had them in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, whatever. You appreciated them. They, you left their class and you moved on. If you saw them in the street, you would say hello. You shalom aleichem. You had. It's not like you didn't have warm feelings for them, but that what they the concept of a rebbe was they were something in your past that taught you Torah. It wasn't something that you carried with you. It wasn't something that was a piece of you. It was a piece of your past. And I showed up to Nadia Shul in 1983 and was put in, in, in Rav share. I had no other musug of a Rebbe other than that. That's what a Rebbe was. And I remember very clearly sometime in the middle of that year having this sense of that's not what I'm going to allow to happen with Rav Kalman. He is going to be my Rebbe for life. This is not ever going to be something that I put in my rearview mirror. Yes, sitting in his classroom will be something that I won't be able to do for the rest of my life. But a Rebbe? It's forever. It was a total transformation of an appreciation of what a Rebbe is. And so I, I, I thought to myself, what was it that did that? What took a pretty cynical teenager, like most teenagers are? Um, wasn't a bad kid, but I was a teenager like anybody else. What was it about Rav Kalman's that transformed me in a matter of months into something that lasted for 41 years? And I think there's just a few nakudos. I'll try to touch on them very quickly. One, a word that I heard from, from Rav Kalman, Zechah many times. I'm sure I'm not the only one. He used to quote the Rabbeinu Yaina, Rabbeinu Yaina and Mishle, on the words, Ish lefim halalo, that Rabbeinu Yaina would touch it up as, if you really want to know a person, it's not the praise they say about him, but it's what he praises. It's what excites him. The excitement that Rav Kalman Zechatanat Gebrocha had in being an Eved Hashem, in being a Rebbe, there was nothing he would rather be, be doing in life. It was his greatest joy in the world. I am convinced if someone would walk in, would have walked in and offered him a hundred million dollars to do something else, the answer wouldn't have been, there would have been a no hesitation. No, there's nothing I would rather be doing in my life than this. And I think that combined with the Vart, or Chaim, Kliyakar, others say it, why Moshe Rabbeinu so often uses the term Anoichi when he speaks to, to the Bnei Yisrael. One specific example by by was begging Klai Israel, choose the right path. And the cynic could say to their Rebbe, You know nothing better. You don't know anything else. You are telling me to choose Ruchnias in life. You're, 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 you're begging, you're urging me to go down a path of Tyre and Ruchnias. It's not like you know anything else. You don't have appreciation for the rest of the world. Your, your opinion is, is very much suspect. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu said, Anoichi, I grew up in the palace of, of Baro. I know wealth. I know aristocracy. I know philosophy. I know the sciences of the day. I'm well versed in it all. And I'm telling you, it doesn't hold a candle to what I'm offering you. And that was Rav Kalman. In his sheer, you felt I'm off. I know. I know it all. I can hold. I can hold. I can have a conversation with the businessmen about his strategy and about politics and about history, about the Orioles management. I I can dissect the way the Orioles organization was put together. I have I have appreciation for all of it, and it doesn't hold a candle to anything else. There was something about that that was just overwhelming to me at that time. And then the last thing was. I'm pretty confident I heard this word from, from, from my Rebbe, Zechon of Racha. If I didn't hear it from him, we certainly discussed it. 
used to say over the Goyen in Mishle, the Goyen says, Hoylech b'yashur yirei Hashem, unoloi zerachot b'yzeu. Hoylech b'yashur, Shlomo Melech says, a person who goes in the, in, in the Yosher, is a yirei Hashem, unoloi zerachot, a person's ma'akim, the derech, he's a disgrace. Says the Goyen, it's talking about a person who has a, who has a need to do something, which is certainly within halacha mutter. It's not a question of asr and mutter. It's just not mukubal. It's not something that everybody does. And it's going to have eyebrows maybe raised at him. But it will, he knows himself, and he knows it's what will bring him closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So here comes the test, says Shlomo Melech. person goes in his path, the one that he knows that he needs to do in order to be close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shlomo Melech says on him, Yirei Hashem. You care more about HaKadosh Baruch Hu than what everybody else has to say. But a person who's ma'akim, his own needs in order to just fit in, just fit in, even if it's to the detriment of his ultimate kirva with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shlomo Melech says, you're a disgrace. Who needs that? This was a message that as a teenager, I needed to hear. I needed to have a Rebbe who loved HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who loved Taira, who loved teaching, who loved me, who was unabashed and saying to me, I love you, Ellie, at the same time telling me, get up for davening and when are you going to grow up and mature? I needed that Rebbe, but I also needed a Rebbe who saw me for who I was, saw my koiches, saw my challenges, saw my family, appreciated where I was coming from, appreciated my family, appreciated where I was going. I had two older brothers. I have two older brothers, Baruch Hashem, that had Rav Kalman as a Rebbe. He didn't treat me as simply the third Samber. I was my own person. And what I understand from speaking to other Talmidim of Rav Kalman was that everybody was treated as their own person. There was no cookie-cutter relationship with him. There was no cookie-cutter image that was foisted on them. So I think for those reasons, I sat in my car that last Thursday and cried because I don't have anybody else in my life that's like that. There's nobody that I know of that bring, that, that will continue to be able to bring that rear blend and be a part of my life. And he will be very, very sorely missed. But I am tremendously thankful to the Rabbi Nishlal that I had this close of having Rav Kalman Zechot Tzadik Lebrach as my Rebbe for 41 years. Yehi Zechot Lebrach. And Davchov Chesam Ebeiz, Amru Lehen Ram Gamliel Chachomim, Kum Yesh Odem Shoyedea, Lasakin Birchas Haminim, Omed Shmuva Koton V'Tiknua. And Rav Kuk, said that why was Shmuel HaKoton the perfect person to be mechaber a brocha that was in many ways uh, an attack of, uh, uh, it was a counteroffensive, an attack against the rise of Minus, Apikursus, Moshinus, Christianity. Uh, so Rukuk Zatzal said that it was based on his Shmuel HaKoton's own member in Pirkei where Shmuel HaKotten says, In other words, the idea is, is that clearly when, when you have Sikhsuchim uh, uh, with others, it many times generates animosity, as the Taisus and Psochim points out, even if your kavona is richtik in terms of the, your dealings with with uh, people who do Averis, many times personal sinna becomes involved. You know, the Gemara says that it was Roy Lahashatel of Shkina, such a Madrega. So many of us get can, can get pulled into hatred and pettiness when we realize attacks and negative things that are being said. Shmuel Kotan didn't have that. He was the only one that could be Misak in that. When Shmuel Kotan died, of course, uh, the Gemara says that when he was Niftel, they said, Hey, Anov, hey, Chosod, Talmido Shohilel. I, I was thinking about this Gemara uh, uh, when people were speaking about what Rav Kalman's off to was. Uh, in, in, in w- one aspect of Rav Kalman is that he was he had to deal, as Ellie said, with sometimes some cynical chutzpah students 
but his his oifin of being Michael and loving them was so pronounced, so powerful. And and I think that e- even the the Bikias program that he pushed was also in a way uh, it wasn't just to give Bailas and Shlita on Masechtas and and to bring back the glory of of a European uh, type of mentality. It was really, I think, geared in many ways for for some of these American kids. It gave them a sense of accomplishment, and it gave them a sense of of wonder, uh, and it gave them it, through it with a sense of love, even with all the discipline. You know, it's interesting. Our nusach of Birchas Aminim it has a lot of powerful languages in it. You know, you think about it. It says, "Kol Arisha Karegatoyve Meheri Karesu Taakir Sishabir Simagir." It's like destroy them, and then the next word is Visachnia. Well, if they're destroyed, if they don't, if they don't exist anymore, where's the where's the hachna? There's nothing even to talk about. So it's clear that the the passion needs to be aroused, the understanding of how negative things are. It needs to be stated, but as as Ellie said, and as others have said, Rav Kalman could unleash the, the thunderbolts, but it was ultimately with love of hachna, even the ones that were perhaps the furthest away. Um, and, and that really is 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 a madrega, a madrega. Not only being meichel, but knowing how to be mesakin. And I think in that way, Rav Kalman was 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 definitely uh, the uh, a mesakin in, in, in such an incredible fashion. Uh, Rav Moshe Zwicka spoke out about the fact that fifty years. We think about Moshe Rabbeinu, a Rebbe for forty years, or Bikiva, a Rebbe for forty years. Here's fifty years, as Rav Moshe said, a Rebbe is toilobishal I think one of the things that 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 made Rav Kalman love. That Maimad. And again, the Rebbitson maybe will can 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 give them, of course, the insight and the family and the children. It's such as 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 Ellie said, it's a perfect time. A time where a kid is finding out about themselves. Uh I mentioned this to Ellie off pod that when you're 13, when I came to Yeshiva, you know, as you said, you had these sense of what a Rebbe is, and now you're dropped into this environment, this boot camp of Ner Yisrael. It's it's scary, especially, you know, trying to figure things out. And it takes about a year till you get your brain ready. And then when you get into 10th grade, when you get around 14 or 15, around that age, you're so muchan. And, and here was the shulcha de Rachmona of Kalman. You know, people talk about his intensity in learning and, and, and others talked about his, his breadth of knowledge. But he inserted into the Gemara, it wasn't just a sing-song Gemara, uh, Nusach. I heard that from European Shayidin uh, when I was growing up, uh, and even in, in ninth grade. But Rav Kalman had like an American twist to it. He used perfect types of uh, in, in insertions of, of the right words, eloquent words, words that really brought your mind out. He was able to be Masber. And it wasn't just a sing-song Gemara. It was really, in a way, a symphony, a symphony of his singing. But it was also, he he peppered it with phraseologies and ideas that that and it was like again it was like the you you turn the motor on and it was unstoppable and you could hear the language it wasn't just zukta gemara and weiter yes those words were there too but it was also peppered as i said with 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 this majestic phraseology that that inspired you and it turned the Gemara into something that was that was living and that you felt, I'm getting on that train. I'm going to get on that as well. And especially, I think this was, was true about the Bikiyah Shir. Kedushin is what I learned with him for a couple of months. I still have my Kedushin Gemara somewhere in the back here. I still have the notes that I wrote down there on it. Um, and it's always been a Dover Chavav to me. Now I'm giving it in Dafyomi, as many other people are. Um, and I remember when I got to Dav and Dav Zion, Kedushin Midin Orev, Midin Eviknani, this was tough stuff. Up in the beginning, it was like, yeah, I heard also the shtickle from David Crumglass on, on Esrik Shavu Ilan from Rav Kalman. I didn't know, again, I was not there when Rav David was alive, but I, Rav Kalman spent three days going over that shtickle from the Divrei David. Akopan, when we got to Davov and Dav Zion, whoo, Kedushin exploded. It was, Kedushin Kesef became a whole different musag. It was, it was, there was, there was Arif, there was Eviknani, and then they were mixed together by Abaya. And this was, you know, my head was spinning. And it was it was great. I couldn't get enough of it. And and Rav Kalman spoke out this year, and there was still something missing. And I spent that night trying to go over uh, the Inyonim, and I snuck out of the dorm uh, because I, I had to figure this thing out. I had to get the Mahalachimur every shlav 
Klor, and especially Rebbe had spoken out the Atzmas Yosef that day, and he'd spoken out the Machlekas Atzmas Yosef and the Marit, and exactly how that tied into the Machlekas that Reba Lev, and 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 so I I ran to Rebbe's house. Again, I broke curfew, which was not so unusual for me, but I broke curfew and I and I went to the yeshiva lane and I I stopped at the bottom of 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 uh, of Rebbe's window. And he was, I think, Rebbitson, you'll tell me, I think it was the third floor, the second or third floor. And I think it was about, a, it, it was definitely close to midnight. And I called up. I said, Rebbe, Rebbe. I saw the light was on there. And Rav Kalman immediately opened the window. And he said, you know, he said, Avram, Avram. I said, Rebbe, can I talk about the shear? I just, I want to get it clear. He said, come up. Of course, come up, come up. And And that, that, that happened in 1974, uh, that that near winter evening, November, maybe it was October, November, that moment of being called up, come, yeah, this is, this is, this is, was my uh, get going up to the yeshiva, come, this is what it's about, it's not about what we're happening in Shear, it's not about the, what, what, what's happening in the, uh, in, in those 45 minutes of the hour, this is the Oilam, you're welcome. And here he was welcoming me. That image of up, and, and again, even stronger than coming into the apartment and sitting in the warm uh, kitchen and, and talking over the sugi and taking out the sukkah's David and trying to read it inside and taking that Yosef out. The fact that his face coming out the window and calling me up has stayed with me for, for again, 49 years. It's, it's, it's to me, the, the, the image of, of the of, of the Mesifta, the Mesifta that binds us from Netzach, from the time of Meish, Tarkanus Meishu Rabbeinu, till the Yeshivas uh, from Surim Pebedisa and beyond. I'll just end with one little thing, two, again, two other small Nekudas, if you'll be Meichel me. Rebbe used to say, uh, I remember a shmooze that he said, and this has, this has something to do with what Eli was saying. Rebbe, would sp- he spoke out, he saw something from Rav Hutner that he was so nispoiled from. Because Rav Hutner, it's really based a, a shtickle on the goin uh, in, in Hilchas Brochus. But it was, again, a Gemara in Brochus about that if you would see a chocham mechach mehuumais in chokmas oilam, so you make a brocha asher nosen mechach mosay lebosar v'dom. But if you see a chocham mehisrael, so the the bracha that you make, of course, is shecholok mechach mosay liyereyov. So Rebbe, in the middle of the shmooze, I remember maybe some of you were there as well, it was on a Shabbos afternoon, and he said, uh, on an Einstein, again, I'm sorry for if it's an imitation, you don't make a brook on an Einstein. Einstein, the greatest, the greatest, but it's only if he's from the Masayim, then you can make a brook, because Noisein is different than Cholak. Noisein means that it's a matano. yes, you can take it. But Cholak means a Chelik Mamish. And if you have a person who's a Yisrael, who's Me'etzim a Chelik who's Me'etzim a Neshama, you can't, he, even though it's the greatest wisdom, it's the greatest physics, it's the greatest physics Shaykh, it's the most important, it's the theory of relativity. But it's not Torah. And you can't make a brach on that because it's a waste. Could you imagine what would have been had Einstein turned his wisdom to Tera. You can't make a broch on that. And I remember hearing that, that it was incredible, that as great as Einstein's accomplishment, great as anyone's, a, 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 a Jew's shaykhis is to Tera. And then he said, it's about Yira. Asher it's bigger than chokma. It's chokma v'yir biyachad. And that schmooze, in a way, again, I, I, I had a lot of pressure to go to school. I had a lot of pressure to go to college to do other things. But that schmooze that I heard, and again, you know, I, I don't know, I, I'm not going to ever be Zoyach for anyone to make that brach on me. But wherever he would say it, it was, it, 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 it's seared in my memory. And one last thing, and I, maybe this, uh, um, when Rebbe would say over the, the Gemara, uh, and again, I was only in the Shir for three months. So again, I, I think it's a testament to, to not just my, you know, my Zikaram, but with Rebbe's impressions. Um, if, you know, he had a flourish the way he would end the Bikiya Shir. I I, I I I struggle when I give Shear also to try to end at the right moment. And Rebbe, of course, knew exactly where to end. And he had a flourish that when the Gemara ended with Teiku, he would say, Tishbi Yashev Kushas Veabayas. 
right? Which the Yad Malachi says is what Teiku stands for. Tishbi Yashiv Kuchis Vabayas. And that's the way it's standard. And then he would close the Gemara. Tishbi Yashiv Kuchis Vabayas. And of course, you know, doing some research later, I realized that that's probably a hamtza that the Achreinim came up with. That really take what just means let the let the question stand, think about it later, figure it out, try to paskin whether it's a derabon or daraisa. But Rebbe made it that Elio Anovi is going to give us an answer. Elio Anovi, the Mavasar Geula, Elio Anovi, who's going to bring the, all the terutzim. It's going to be misyashiv. Yes, Gemara is hard. So certainly you can't figure out, but stick at it. The Eliyahu Novi, who's going to be Mavasser, not only the Geula, but the Yemais HaMashiach, and, and the end, the Tchias HaMesim for the Tzadikim. So I say again, in such a modest, again, as a way that I'm unworthy, that, that yes, Mitzah Shem Tishbi can be Miyashav does. Why Rebbe had to suffer? Why? There's so much Tsar, the Magaifas of Klau Yisrael. And Mitzah Shem, there'll be a Meyot Yeshav for us. And to be Makar Take Leo coming to Miyash of these Kushis, these Abayas, to Mark of Doyum with Das, Molwitz Deya, Mayam Kamachas and Payam upon him, Pila Movis Lenetzach. I want to thank everybody who was willing to take out the time to uh, to be Mishtatif here. Uh, thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 